grocery wars are on. Motley Fool Money starts now. Motley Fool Money. I'm Deidre Willard here with Bill Barker. Bill, how are you today? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Glad to hear it. We're sort of wrapping up retail week here with Walmart. For me, it's the it's the biggest bellwether. Uh, on the show yesterday, we had Jason Moser, Dylan Lewis. They talked Target. The news was eh, not so great for Target, but Walmart delivered today. So literally in this case, not only were comparable sales up 6.4%, but e-commerce was up 24%. Feels like it's been a bit of a long journey for Walmart and e-commerce, but I don't know. I think they may have figured it out. What do you think? Yeah, they. I mean, up 24% is an awfully good number and uh, supportive of, uh, you know, the the continued growth here, the opportunities that they have uh, somewhat later to the game than they might have been, but uh, that just gives them more room to grow from here. I mean, I feel like the, the Jet.com thing, when that happened, there was a lot of uh, like, oh, that's a lot of money to pay, but eventually eh, it all worked out. Yeah, yeah, I think the, it's it's the future, it's the present. Uh, they were uh, about uh, one step in the past uh, for a while there uh, behind the behind the game on e-commerce, but uh, I don't I don't think that the, going forward they're going to be anything other than a major player. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see how much their uh, membership has, has sort of grown as well. So, I mean, they're they're not prime yet, but but you can't count them out either. They're not prime. <laughs> no, but uh, they're they're doing just about everything right uh, right now. It's reflective in the stock, which was uh, hitting all time highs uh, last week. Uh, sold off a little bit uh, today, despite the the good uh, earnings report uh, and uh, upgraded guidance. Uh, a lot of good news, but uh, when you're at an all time high, then maybe you uh, are just happy to stay close to it uh, after you reported earnings. Yeah, this season has been interesting with good results, and then the market is maybe maybe not such a big fan. But I think one of the differences between Walmart and Target is is groceries. So Walmart is the biggest grocer, around twenty five percent of the market share, depending on on who you talk to. You know, we all go to Walmart for groceries, I think, or at least some of us do. But it's not the greatest grocery experience I've ever had. But I am noticing that there have been improvements lately. Anecdotally, at my local Walmart, I'm seeing more prepared meals. I'm seeing a bigger variety of produce. You know, I think they've got some advantages over other, over other grocers that make it kind of more profitable. Because I mean, really, they've got the whole rest of the store to play with. But is it learning from other grocers that are that are sort of stepping up their game? Well, I think that with 25 percent of the market, which is I think about as big as the next four biggest grocery uh, operations in the country. Uh, everybody is learning from Walmart. Uh, mm. They do have you know the opportunity to sell a lot of things beyond uh, groceries when people come in uh, for groceries, which they're doing on a more frequent basis and a, a recurring basis and a loyal basis to Walmart. Uh, so Walmart's picked up some uh, ideas on on loyalty and, and things from the other operators that have been doing this for a lot longer, but at this point, uh, I don't think that uh, Walmart is the one that is uh, learning from them uh, as much as they are from Walmart. Hmm, interesting. 
Well, the other side of that for growth is health and wellness. On the earnings call, one of the things I thought was interesting was that they talked about the role of GLP-1 drugs. So that's the prescription drugs that are like the hottest thing right now, the Wagovi, Ozempic, the ones that treat uh, diabetes and increasingly treat weight loss. I think the pharmacy aspect of Walmart is kind of interesting because Target took a different approach. They outsourced their pharmacy to CVS Walmart has kept everything in-house. It's starting to look like an even greater player with some of their health initiatives. But what do you think of these two strategies? Target, it loves its partnerships, Ulta Beauty, Starbucks, CVS, Walmart. They don't do that. What are some of the pros and cons there? Well, the pros uh, for Walmart is they get to keep more of the money. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> that does help. <laughs> and if if you can do it efficiently and do it profitably, uh, keeping the money is is uh, what you want to do. And they've got the you know they've got the space uh, to do it. And I think that uh, they don't have the same uh, problem at times that Target does with uh, figuring out how to uh, control the brand. That is, Target is trying to sell a more upscale feel to the experience uh, while still providing competitive prices. And uh, Walmart isn't, you know, it is price first and, and very proudly so. Now, you know, I think it's a nice operation to be able to sell about a quarter of all the food in the country and to sell ways to, uh, you know, lose weight. Uh, I mean, I think they've kind of <laughs> they cornered got you from the market. both ends. This is it's like the, that omnipresent company, uh, you know, in the um, Wally movie uh, <laughs> back in the day from Pixar. They, they do everything. And uh, I think that uh, this just allows them to both uh, sell more uh, food and uh, more ways to uh, lose uh, the, the fat uh, that uh, you might pick up from eating too much of Walmart's or anybody else's food. Well, and when you factor in the, the clinics as well, uh, they didn't talk a lot on this uh, earnings call about their uh, initiatives in in uh, in clinics and things like that, but it's it's becoming a bigger part of things as well. And you just mentioned a good point, which is Walmart has so much square footage that they get to be a little bit flexible. So with the e-commerce thing, they they've sort of reconfigured some of their stores. You know, they're using less of less of the floor space for actual you know people in the grocery store because there are sometimes less of them. Using more of it for faster delivery and things like that. So do you think that? Over time, we'll see Walmart keep the same footprint, but change up how it uses it? I think that Walmart's strategy has been to take up more and more space, uh, to to go less in on the uh, centers that are not super centers. You know, they're, they're yeah. more and more all the groceries and all the stuff. Uh, and that's where the focus has been, rather than more urban locations, which are not uh, maybe offering grocery as well. So they're really not looking to um, create smaller experiences. Uh, and they've got lots of lots of space uh, and it you know that that allows them to try things with part of that space when some of the operations you know are, are falling behind other parts. So uh, I, I don't see any problem with uh, you know Walmart continuing to build extremely large operations or expand the smaller ones when they can. Yeah, they've got those the ones that are branded neighborhood market. Those seem to be 
the, the sort of take on small space, but I don't think it's a it's a huge part of the business at this point. No, and it's it's not uh, where the emphasis of, of the future of the company is going to be, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, I want to talk for a second about a company that isn't publicly traded. I'm, I'm almost starting to wish it was. Uh, it was in the news. Uh, Aldi, they made a big deal yesterday. They, they're picking up about 400 Winn-Dixie and Harvey's markets from southeastern grocers, which is uh, seems to be sort of divesting everything. It's an all-cash transaction. This seems kind of big to me for Aldi, a move from the sort of discount grocery, kind of weird grocery, to really more more traditional. Aldi, Aldi's an interesting story. They're about... Uh, their growth has been huge. In the beginning, it was Aldi and Lidl. Now it's like more Aldi all the way. Uh, they're on track to reach 2,400 stores in the U.S. by the end of the year. Now they've got these other stores. I think they're going to keep them branded as Winn-Dixie's and Harvey's, but who knows? Is this is Aldi making a serious run at traditional grocery now? Away from, as you put it, weird grocery? <laughs> Discount grocery, but <laughs> but you've been to an Aldi, right? It's a little weird. I've I've been. Uh, I think that uh, they're they've got they've got a lot of options here if the deal goes through, uh, and that is one to, to keep the brands where they are. Uh, but also, I think that a significant number of them are going to be converted to Aldi, mm. and uh, it's going to depend on. You know how loyal the customers are. Pretty loyal to Win Dixie. Uh, generations of uh, shoppers in the southeast have, have grown up with with Win Dixie and uh, don't want to see it go. And Aldi is uh, intelligent enough to discern which of the locations uh, should not be rebranded uh, and and keep the Win Dixie name. Uh, but they'll probably include a few more uh, of Aldi's. Uh, you know, selections. I think that uh, a lot of them are going to convert to Aldi, though. Uh, be a shame. It's like a what, like a hundred-year-old brand. I think Win Dixie. It's, it's kind of it's a tradition. It is a tradition. I don't think that there's there's no plan, as I understand uh, from the reports, to change all of them. But uh, Aldi's pretty, you know, much a much more successful operation. Yeah. Than Win Dixie is now. That's that's got to do with the management, and I think that uh, there's. This is part of expanding Aldi in that geography, and uh, without uh, eliminating the the brands they're acquiring, there is some brand strength there. But let's face it, there's not that much brand strength there, or this wouldn't be a company that uh, went bankrupt as frequently as it did. Yeah, yeah, good point. And I think the other thing that's interesting about this too is. Aldi is uh, increasing their distribution centers. I think they're opening their 26th one in, uh, uh, in I believe it's in Alabama. Like so, so they're sort of going after the market where Win Dixie already has the strength in the South. Yeah, I, th- I think this is uh, you know a, a, a great expansion uh, in, in terms of the geography. Uh, I, I, I see this again if if it goes through. Not everything goes through. Uh, not everything that's announced uh, necessarily uh, gets uh, to fruition. So I, I think that uh, uh, we'll we'll see who who rises up against this. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because there is another big deal in big grocery, and it's just going on and on. And that's Kroger's twenty five billion dollar deal to acquire Albertsons. That has uh, has seen a lot of uh, pushback from from some of the unions. And uh, earlier this week, seven secretaries of state they asked uh, the FTC to block the deal. 
So if that deal doesn't happen, does that mean maybe the Aldi deal doesn't happen either? Uh, there are se- separate deals, and I think that you know, uh, Win Dixie is more in need of aid uh, yeah. than, than Albertsons was. I mean, the, a world in which uh, Albertsons and Kroger's continue on their way uh, isn't, uh, you know, it, it, nobody really suffers uh, from that. The combination is going to work for some small efficiencies uh, that. Kroger's would would realize, uh, you know, if this deal doesn't go through, I think you just continue to watch the decline uh, of Winn Dixie and and Harvey's as as they have already shuttered a lot of operations. So I th- I think that uh, the Aldi deals more likely to to uh, go through. FTC is willing to listen to anybody that wants a, a deal blocked. You know, this is a, this is <laughs> a, symp- like a sympathetic ear to. Uh, you know, to that cry these days, not just in the tech space, but as we see also in the grocery. Well, and I feel like with the Kroger Albertsons deal, if it doesn't go through, that's it's not great for Kroger, but it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna hurt Kroger. I think it's more likely to hurt Albertsons. That's that's really the the loser in in that. I think. Yeah, I mean, usually you're when you're selling, you're selling. Uh, for a good price, yes, uh, for least, a good reason. <laughs> at least in management's opinion, a good price. Uh, and so I, I would agree. If this falls falls through, then Albertsons is the stock that you would uh, not want to be along with. Yeah, and I I, I like Kroger in general. Uh, some of the things, some of the digital initiatives they've done are interesting. They've got kind of an innovation center. They seem to be testing out some things that I like. I mean, it's hard for them. They're competing against the, the Walmarts of the world, and that, that is not an easy thing to do. No, no. Walmart uh, is an exceptional operator, and you know, grocery is a, a very, very uh, low-margin business. Uh, you, you survive on scale uh, largely, although there, are, you know, there are plenty of small operations uh, in in cities and things that are still mom and pop shops but uh, they they tend to survive uh, until mom and pop uh, uh, let them go and and there aren't like dozens of buyers lo- looking for uh, for those operations afterwards so uh, I think that uh, you know Kroger's is going to be around and uh, competing well lots of loyal fans uh, you know they're still Dozens of, of brands around the country that have got their uh, two, three, you know, one percent uh, in, in different geographies. Uh, Kroger's does a lot better than that, of course, as does Albertsons, and uh, the combination would provide, you know, a, a, a decent competitor to to Walmart. Still much smaller, but closer to it than anybody else. Yeah, I think consolidation is absolutely part of the story because, as you mentioned. Small towns uh, increasingly have less and less of those uh, grocery stores. There's more Walmarts, more uh, Dollar General. Dollar General is now trying to do something that looks a little more like a traditional grocery store. Question I have is, you you just mentioned the margins. Grocery is this tricky business. It's this low margin business, and yet it it's one Amazon really wants to get right and doesn't doesn't quite seem to get right because it's it's trying Amazon Fresh and it's been retooling those stores. I think just laid off a bunch of workers. Some of those stores are closing. On the other hand, they're trying to push fresh delivery, allowing non-prime members to order Amazon. Can Amazon win at grocery outside of Whole Foods, of course? And do we, as investors, do we need it to or want it to? I'm not sure if 
you know, psychically, we we want it to. And from yeah. this perspective, has anything changed less in the last fifty years that is as central to the life experience as, as grocery shopping? It is basically the same as when I was being taken to the grocery store by my mother, you know, fifty some years ago. It's it's looks. Awfully similar. Yeah, you go to Whole Foods or you go to there. There's more, you know, fresh counters. There's a sushi, you know, operation there. Some of the time you can get some pizza, but the middle of the store, which is where most of the stuff is being sold, is almost identical to what it was 50 years ago. You you do occasionally choose to uh, use self checkout. But the rest of the experience is, is very, very similar to what it was 50 years ago. Amazon wants to reimagine it, and nobody's along for the ride yet. I, I, you know, Webvan came and went 25 years ago, uh, doing, you know, they were going to revolutionize, they were going to be the Amazon of grocery delivery. That's just not how people are continuing to, you know, get their groceries, are they? A little bit. I don't know because I'm not sure. One of the things I always check for myself as an investor is it is 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 my age. Is is it an age thing? And so I talk to a lot of younger people, and a lot of younger people don't go to the grocery store anymore. They're they're full on delivery. And I think one of the things that's interesting about being all delivery is that most of your uh, experience doesn't come from. The end caps are things like that anymore. You're not you're not having the discovery part of it in a physical way. You're having the discovery of it on in an online way. So it really kind of changes the game a bit. It depends how much you know fresh produce you're getting, how much yeah. uh, import that, that you can, put that can on, be an unfortunate <laughs> experience. <laughs> how much import you put on selecting that yourself, mm-hmm. uh, or whether you want to just t- take a shot on whoever delivers it to you chooses the same way you would have chosen. Uh, it it is just to me the case that Amazon has been working on this for a long time. It's not just grocery. They they haven't succeeded on any physical locations. Uh, not quite. Amazon no. Books, Amazon Go. They've tried Amazon, fashion. It's not Amazon Fashion. Out. Whatever all these things are, uh, are not things that have delivered the uh, Amazon superior uh, operations to you know a physical uh, you know a, a, you know a physical location. They're 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 tests, and Amazon is perfectly willing to burn some money on testing something that might turn out to be big. Uh, they, they don't go in huge on these things, but none of them have, have grown, have they? No, not, not really. Yeah. Grocery is, is trickier than it looks. Uh, apparently. Uh, nobody has really changed things that, that much. I mean, Walmart's the biggest change in grocery in the last 40 years. Yeah. And they just keep going. Well, thank you for your time today, Bill. Thank you. Always, people on the program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. I'm Deidre Willard. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.